Is there not an entire section on this subject? No, yes, I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, it what have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, 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 let me tell and um, so I had to do some rebuilds and stuff like that. But here we are back on track a couple hours late this morning, but we'll get it in and uh, get this all uh, handled and talked about. So, um, again, there's been a lot going on. Um, I, I started working a graveyard shift job last week, which is kind of throwing me off a little bit. I'm nowhere near as... Uh, informed <laughs> as I once was it seems um, because I don't have the time I, I don't have the ability to listen to podcasts and news and stuff like I, I did during my old job so now I've got to like pack in as much as I can into the few hours that I'm awake in the mornings and in the evenings um, with family time and stuff like that so uh, it's interesting but I'm, I'm still staying up on the news I'm, I'm doing the best I can listening to, I'm just much more specific on the podcast and stuff that I listen to. So I'm sorry if I used to listen to your podcast a lot and not as much anymore. You know, I'm sticking with uh, the my brothers from Wrath and Grace, uh, cross-examine Wrath and Grace Radio in the basement as much as possible. Um, ben Shapiro and Steve Dace. That's, that's pretty much where I am keeping my stuff and I'm trying to listen to Kira Davis once a week. Um, other things, uh, you know, starting to fall off a little bit, but we'll get back into the groove of it and we'll figure it all out and we'll, we'll, you know, the show must go on. Right. So that's what we'll do. So, uh, this morning, a couple of things, um, gonna, gonna hit on. And, uh, first I'm not going to talk a whole lot about this because people have talked it to death, but, um, Anybody who's anybody, if, you've, if you're paying attention, you've heard the video clip from Jeff Durbin from his sermon at the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference, um, which I heard was amazing. The conference was great. I really hope that next year I will be able to get the time off and have the money to come out and be part of that conference, um, hang out with all my buddies, uh, Chuck Knox and uh, Gabe Branch and Toby and everybody else, Jeff. Um, so, but the clip and I'm, I'm not even going to play the clip. I didn't take the time to download it and find it, but essentially the clip that went semi-viral around the internet, uh, the last few days is Jeff basically, I mean, he, and this, this is where I, I think the majority of people have a problem. If a pastor slips up and, and drops a, 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 curse word every so often okay it happens we're human i smash my finger with a with a hammer i usually still drop some very 
uh, unacceptable words. Um, I mean, even, and that, that's an extreme case, but even in times when I'm in traffic and someone cuts me off, I, I drop a, 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 a foul word every so often. So Jeff, uh, basically, I think the, the context was, uh, woke bullshit was, was what the, the, the term that was used. The thing that people have a problem with is he basically laid out a disclaimer at the big beginning that says, I don't curse. I don't do this in my home. My kids would be shocked if they ever heard me say a, a foul word. I mean, I've listened to and watched and had the pleasure of knowing for the last year or so Jeff Durbin, interacting with him on a you know a, a much more uh, personal um, level and so on, and I've never heard him him drop a, a any kind of foul language. Um, Jeff is very measured in the things that he says. He's a very intelligent man, uh, great speaker, amazing apologist, theologian. Um, I want to be Jeff Durbin when I grow up, right? I mean, literally, he is. He is a. He's a. He's a great preacher. He's a good man, and you know, saved, redeemed man, and and so, I believe when he says I, I don't curse, but to put that disclaimer. When you know that you're going to drop this word again, Jeff is measured. He knew he was going to say this to lay out the disclaimer at the beginning. It kind of, most people went, well, why do it? You can, you can do this. Yes. Paul used uh scubalon, uh, in the writing in which is dung or bullshit. Essentially it's, it's a, uh, I was a, a crass term for fecal matter that Paul used in scripture, Jeff used it in a sermon. Great. Again, I think the things that people were reacting to was the fact that and listening to, to Kurt Kennedy and Stract in their uh, podcast the other day on Cross-Examine, I, again, I wasn't at the conference, but Stract was, and he said there were kids right there in front of their booth while this sermon is happening. Jeff made the comment, that he doesn't curse at home, he doesn't curse in front of his kids, he doesn't do this, but then he was willing to use this word in front of other people's kids. And that's been the, the, the majority of the um, criticism that I've heard. That's been, that's been what it is. You be the judge. I love Jeff. He's a great preacher. I wouldn't have used the word, even intentionally. Um, probably not. But then again... Just the other day, out in front of the uh, abortion clinic, doing abortion ministry, just as I'm I'm going down this this trail, I don't plan the things that I preach outside of the abortion clinic, but I was going down a a path of comparing abortion to you know the the Jewish uh, Holocaust, the genocide that happened in in World War One, uh, World War Two Germany, um, World War One. Comparing it to slavery and the dehumanization of black people in slavery, equivalent to the dehumanization of babies in the womb and the use of terminology. And so I did drop the N-word in context during an open air preaching session, essentially, um, using it in comparison to how we 
now American language uses the word fetus to dehumanize a baby. Fetus is used to where people don't think of babies as a human the same way that the word, the N word was used back during slavery and up until even recent time to remove humanity from black people. And so the words are comparable and I used it. And then again, I made, and Jeff made essentially the same comment. People were more offended by the fact that he used the word than the things that are going on that the, he used the word to describe. I made the same comment that people were more offended by my use of the N word than the fact that there were babies being murdered inside of the abortion clinic at that time. So that's, I mean, that's what it is and that's what it was. And so again, you can go listen to the, the, the sermon. I haven't listened to the entire sermon in its context. It's on my list of things to do to go listen to all of the, the sessions from uh, Fight, Laugh, Feast conference. Um, hopefully over the next week or so, I'll be able to get all those in. And uh, so you can listen to it. You make up your mind. Am I angry at Jeff because he's... No. No, I mean, one, he's not my pastor. I don't have to answer to him. He doesn't have to answer to me. He has a board of elders that apparently, um, from what someone said, James White already kind of, uh, one of the other elders in Apologia Church, kind of came to him and said, hey, let's talk this out. That's handled on that, that church level. Let them handle it. And, you know, if you don't want to hear Jeff use the word BS, don't listen to the message. If you do, go check it out, listen to it, and see what you got to say. But so that's all I'm going to say about that. And that may be a cop out and blah, you know, whatever. I'm not mad at Jeff. He did what he did. He prepared a sermon. He gave a great sermon. Uh, fired up a lot of people. Apparently, got a standing ovation. And uh, and yeah, it is what it is. But sometimes pastors swear. I don't think a pastor should make a, a habit of it. I don't think it should be something. I mean, there's a the, what that false teacher, Nadia Boltz, Weber, whatever her name is, that just constantly, consistently on Sunday mornings when she's quote unquote preaching, uh, the quote unquote pastor uh, constantly uses foul language. And that's just, it's the, the Bible says we should be um, sober minded um you know, we should not use coarse language, essentially. You know, can you curse man and, and praise God with the same tongue kind of thing? Does it slip once in a while? Absolutely. We're human, especially people like me. Um, I don't know what Jeff was before he was saved, but I mean, I, I, I had a vocabulary like a wounded pirate before I was saved. When I got saved... At some point in time, and it wasn't the day I got saved, but at some point in time after I got saved, I realized I don't say a lot of this stuff anymore um, unless it's in an extreme situation and it just slips. Pastors do that too. We give them grace. Um, so there's that. Now I want to get into some of the other crazy crap. I mean, more people were offended by the fact that Jeff Durbin said the word bullshit in a message and there I went and just dropped it again. So that, thank you. Um, more people were angry, angered by that than people were angered by the fact that Joe Biden in a town hall meeting decided to say, yeah, eight-year-old kids should be able to determine what gender they want to be. 
eight-year-old kids should be able to choose whether or not they want to get a sex change. Forget mom and dad. Forget any kind of parenting or anything like that. Talking these children through what is absolutely mental illness. Yeah, I said it. There you go. Be mad at that. Transgenderism is mental illness. You are out of your mind if you are in a body and you have testicles and you think you're a woman. And for a presidential candidate to say eight-year-olds can make that decision? No, Joe. Keep your out-of-my-parenting duties. Keep your BS. Because that is crap this is this is one of the things this is woosah so <sighs> pastor dan uh one of our pastors at our church gave a message yesterday talking about what is the gospel and in the in the lead up to that he talked about different things that are, are going on in our our country and so on oh no actually take it back it wasn't pastor dan's sermon it was our sunday school before that, that where we talked about the mandates that are coming out from our governor and government and stuff like that. And Pastor Brian made the point that sometimes the president that we have, whether it's a good, bad or otherwise, those presidents that one, they are, that is an ordained by God government. So the fact that Obama was president was ordained by God. The fact that Trump is president ordained by God, God is sovereign over all these things. But judgment upon a nation sometimes is reflected upon the leaders that they're given. You know, Israel put in, led into exile, um, put underneath leaders like uh, Nebuchadnezzar and Darius and, and so on. You know, bad leaders can be because a, a kingdom or a nation is under judgment. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I absolutely believe the United States of America is under the judgment of God. And that's why we've had presidents like Obama. That's why we have a president like, like Donald Trump. I didn't vote for Trump. I, I don't completely, totally disagree with all of his policies, but I do not. He's not the guy that I would have chosen. I don't think he's the greatest president ever. I think he's made some, I mean, he is all in for the LGBTQ stuff as well. This is the stuff that is going on in our country that is the reason why we are under the, the horrible rule of government that we are under. Because this country needs to be under judgment. The fact that anybody, presidential candidate or not, would say that an eight-year-old has the ability... When I was eight, I thought I was a stinking Martian. Right? I claim to be a Martian. I was from Mars. This is a, Children do not have the capacity to make these kind of decisions. And adults who want to make these kind of decisions should be seeing a, a mental health expert rather than seeing a surgeon. Yep, I said it. Go ahead, YouTube. Go ahead and, and, and pull me. Do what you're going to do. But there it is. It's there. It is reality. Transgenderism. I've got relatives who have this same situation. Ben Shapiro apparently posted something about transgenderism and homosexuality being just a matter of controlling your urges, which truthfully it is. You know, we're going to get into that here in a minute. We're going to get into a little bit of, of that with uh, the Amy Coney Barrett uh, hearings 
and Senator Hirono from Hawaii and her ridiculousness and Miriam Webster's response to that. So I'm just irritated. I mean, again, I don't know if it's dementia or just senility or what is going on with Joe Biden, but this man is, is going down a track. But I think maybe this eight-year-old comment may have been one of his more lucid times. But, you know, I mean, he hasn't said anything about David Hasselhoff yet, so we're, we're still doing all right, I guess. But this, this is a man who is not fit to be president any more than Donald Trump is. If you don't think Donald Trump should be president and you're voting for Biden, check your hypocrisy, bro. Because this man has a credible accusation against him for sexual harassment, sexual assault. As credible as anything against Donald Trump, which those those infamous Entertainment Tonight hot mic tapes is the reason why I chose not to vote for Donald. But he's got just but but again, all these 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 the hypocrisy of politics today. I mean, and again, I, I agree with with Kurt Kennedy and and a lot of the the situation with politics because people are so more likely to just align them according to party than they are according to values, faith, and so on. I mean, literally, they're 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 pro-life evangelicals for Biden right now because people hate Trump so much that they're willing to endorse a man who is all about babies being murdered, murdered right up until the point that they, they're born. The hypocrisy is ridiculous. Again, I mean, we saw it in, in the whole situation with, with Amy Coney Barrett, the, the nomination of this judge. Because at the end of Obama's last term, the, the Republicans wouldn't even give Merrick Garland a, a, a hearing. They wouldn't even put him before the, com- the, the committee to have a confirmation hearing at all. Because Obama was coming up and the people should decide. And I said then this was going to come back to haunt the, the Republicans. And it did. But they're in control and, and they're, they're pushing through, which I think is right. I think Merrick Garland should have got a, a hearing and they should have just voted him down. Just the way that Amy Coney Barrett is getting her hearing, her confirmation, they're going to vote and she's likely going to be confirmed as the next Supreme Court justice. So again, hypocrisy abounds in this and people being willing to vote for Biden when when Trump is, you know, just so amoral and, and so on. Orange man bad. Trump derangement syndrome. Call it what you want. We as Christians, we need to get back to the place where we are more balanced. And again, I've got I've got Christian friends who are just absolutely anti-Trump, hate Trump. I've got Christian friends who are part of the Trump cult. And, you know, the whole uh, controversy of whether or not we should excommunicate people who vote Democrat. That's up to the elders of your church. Personally, if I were still an elder, I would I would have issues with somebody in our church voting Democrat. I honestly would. Would I elevate that to the level of excommunication? Probably not. But that's just me. That's the way I would look at and pray about. And, and maybe, maybe God would change my heart. 
I don't know. I haven't talked to any of our elders to find out if they feel the same way that Owen Strand did when he made the comment about excommunicating people who vote Democrat. Again, if we can make that, if we can make that argument that because of the abortion issue and people voting Democrat is essentially voting for abortion, a lot of people on the Republican side are all in with, with same Trump is all in with same sex marriage, LBGT rights and, and so on. So you can make the same argument against those who vote for Trump. So again, there's there's a there's an issue of hypocrisy here. This is something that, that needs to be prayed about and dealt with, but elevating voting Democrat to the level of excommunication, I don't think we can can do that in reality. I don't think we can. I don't think we have enough scriptural basis to do that. Can we talk it out? Can we counsel? Can we can we go through some of those things? Can we ask, you know, find out why? What is, you know, is it just that you hate Trump that much in his policy and, and just his, his personality that you're, you're willing to vote? I mean, again, I'm not voting either side. I'm, because I don't choose to vote for Trump doesn't mean I'm going to go and vote Democrat and say vice versa. I kid you not, I am likely, I've got my ballot sitting in the other room and I have been, I want to look at some of my lo- more local guys and do some comparison before I fill out my ballot and send it in. But I, I no joke, I'm more than likely writing in Kurt Kennedy and Strack as my presidential vote this year. Be the third time I've written in somebody that has absolutely no possible way of winning this presidential election, but that's who I choose to cast my vote for. And my vote is my vote. And for those of you who say, well, not voting for Trump is a vote for Biden. By that logic, I've said it before, a no vote for Biden is a vote for Trump. So you're welcome. So that, that leads me to this last thing. We've talked about Amy Coney Barrett. We've talked about uh, Senator Hirono from Hawaii. Um, so a line of her questioning was um, the whole issue of LGBT rights, same-sex marriage. Will you overturn Obergefell? so on and so forth. But the conversation went into talking about where Judge uh, Judge Barrett made a, said something about sexual preference and Hirono lost her mind and started saying it's orientation. It is sexual orientation. You say in the word that it's a preference is offensive to, to LGBTQIA, LMNOP, and you're making it seem as if they have a choice. And so... Because of that, and literally because of this exchange, and this is what scares me to death about what is happening in our country right now, is because of this exchange, Merriam-Webster went to their, their website to the definition for preference and literally changed it the same day to add in that it is offensive to be used towards people who are LGBT and so on. And in the form of sexual preference is now offensive. Because Senator Arona, Hirono said that it was. And so Miriam Webster's like, oh, well, we got to go. We've got to we've got to make this right. So because people are going to come look this up. They need to know that this is an offensive term. Can you say 1984? Can you say George Orwell? Can you say Newspeak? Because this I mean, this is. Uh, 
I mean, I knew Merriam-Webster was going a little was a little left leaning. I did not realize that they were now mandating the things that go into the definitions based upon Democrat senators and what they feel is offensive or not. Right? And this is ridiculous that this would actually happen. If you go look, last edited, this was done on October 13th. 2020 this was added on october 13th 2020 suddenly now it's an offense it's offensive i mean who's to say i mean how do we know what is and isn't offensive anymore again i mean i remember one time way back right out of high school i grew up in pueblo colorado so spent a whole lot of time around uh hispanic people uh, Latinos, I'm not going to say Latinx. Um, so I, I kind of get the culture and stuff like that. Didn't spend a whole lot of time around. I mean, I had a few black friends. Not a lot of black people live in Pueblo, Colorado. Um, most of the black friends I had were from Denver and stuff like that, where my dad grew up. My dad grew up in an age, and again, my language, the language I learned come from my dad, and my, from my dad growing up in the era that he did, I heard him use the word, the term colored people quite a bit. So I remember joining the army, having a conversation with a, a black sergeant about one of the other black privates, and I called him the colored kid. And I was informed at that point in time, you can't say that, that's very offensive. I still, this is, call it white privilege, whatever you want to call it. I still have an issue. I'm, I'm like, okay, people of color is good. Colored people is bad. Um, we haven't changed the, the name of the NAACP, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Um, but still, I'm, I'm willing to go with that. But literally, I mean, this this change within a day because somebody said, now I have to go with this as, as being offensive. You know, I had to learn when to go from saying oriental is, is now offensive. I, I just watched I just watched The Last Dragon the other day, my favorite movie of all time. If I if I have one fate, well, the passion of the Christ is still it's not a Jesus juke. That's literally is a, my favorite movie. Hands down. Last Dragon comes in second. Weird, fr- weird flex, bro. I know. But there's a scene where J- uh, Johnny, Asian kid, is talking to, to, to Leroy. And he's talking about, you know, Leroy taught them the art of fighting without fighting. And he says, well, I've mastered the art of fighting without knowing how to fight. And he says, people are scared of Oriental kids or Oriental guys or dudes or whatever. But he used that term. Now, granted, that's well, probably almost 40 years ago. Yeah, I'm old. And I saw The Last Dragon in the movie theater. <laughs> and uh, um, But now that's offense. So, yes, I understand. Language changes. But this is literally in a day. This is literally in a day and because a 
Republic or Democrat senator said that this was offensive. Suddenly, Merriam-Webster is going in to make sure that everybody else knows this is offensive. I'm sorry, sexual preference, sexual orientation—they're they're synonymous. And I agree with Ben Shapiro. You may have a preference. You may be attracted to certain people because of sin, whatever, or whatever it is. I am attracted to a whole lot of other women besides my wife, but the choice that I made in marrying her and committing myself to her means that I do not act upon the attraction that I have to other women that are not my wife. And the same ability is with those people who may be attracted to people of the same, of the same sex. We can look at the Bible. We can say that is a sin. You can control your, you may not be able to control your attraction, but you can control the actions that lead from that, that attraction. And you choose whether or not you actually want to engage in a sexual activity with somebody of the same sex. You have the ability and the choice. The preference is just that it's a preference, but you have the choice to move on beyond that. My preference is that we have Little Caesars pizza for dinner. I can move on and eat Domino's when Little Caesars is not available. Yeah, and I know I'm going to catch all the smoke for for comparing sexual orientation to pizza so be it deal with it there it is <sighs> and there you go folks there there's a podcast in the can for the this week i i got it all off my chest and um yeah there it is i i hope you like it i hope it was helpful i hope um YouTube doesn't suspend my channel and uh, and then I have to deal with Rumble because I have tried Rumble. Um, I'll say go check it out and see what you think about it. It's supposed to be Dan Bongino put this platform together to kind of be a conservative answer to YouTube. But at this point, Dan, you got a lot of work to do, dude. I uploaded a video a day and a half ago and it still has yet to be available. I upload a video on YouTube. It's available within minutes. I mean, it takes a, a little bit to process. According to your uh, Rumble website, I'm still at 33% on the video that I uploaded. And it's only a 14-minute video. So, I'm trying it out. If I can get things going and get on there, you can find me over there on Rumble too. But right now, this is a place to be. So, if you appreciate, if you if you like the, the podcast... Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notifications. Get everything else I do. I've got I've got two more uh, podcasts coming out today. I'm going to do a master's dog, and I'm going to do an episode of Unsolicited that are both going to drop within the next hour. So uh, stay tuned for those. Thanks for hanging out. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria. <laughs>